What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of Between Two Coins. Whether you are watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, we are so happy to have you back here for episode seven. And today's a special episode because we actually get to interview one of the fans and one of the followers and subscribers of this channel here at Crypto Jeb, Matt C. Even though you're technically just a subscriber, it feels like you're part of the team or in your own boat, some sort of crypto expert. So while it's a special episode, to me, this actually might be one of my favorite interviews mm -hmm. to do. Yes. And here's the thing, real quick, I, you, you know, most people I think would be kind of offended by the question, but knowing you, Matt C, can you tell everybody how old you are? Yes, I am the ripe old age of 55 years old. I will be 56 in September of this, this year. Yeah, 55. And, uh, you know, even though Smay and I have hair, although do I have hair? Some people wonder that, you know, I can literally see it. You probably have hat, the best head so. of hair of the three of us in this. Oh, world. that's true. I mean, look at, look at this. Yeah, I mean, we got, look yeah, at this. it's. Horrible. It's 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 uh you're oh, especially uh, Tim. No, you gotta jeans. do the reveal. No, the reveal. because I'm not allowed to. Shannon has told me I'm not allowed to do the reveal. Why? It's ever it's part of the I mean, well, someday, you know, someday, but that mystery okay. is gonna continue. Does Tim have a full head of hair? Is it partly bald? Is he completely bald? I don't think I think people can see enough hair right there. So it'll uh, be spoiler, a special event. Yeah, when we have the uh, the Tim reveal. Yeah, our members. Um, I, have just, I have my mother to thank for the hair. It, it, my mother is of Asian descent, and um, everybody in her family. My mother never went gray. She passed away at about eighty five. I think she had about four gray hairs. Wow! Wow! And so. Clearly, uh, she passed yeah. it on down to her kids. So thank you, Mom. I appreciate yeah. that. And that's great. It's not just – that's true. It's not just that you have a full, very luscious head of hair. It is still <laughs> brunette. Like there's no – I don't see a single yeah, so gray I, there's hair. There's no gray. There is no gray. And wow. I did not dye my hair. It's, it's, uh, I was very fortunate. That's wow. incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> well, I didn't even get to introduce Smay to you guys. Yeah, but well, we I'm have here. Smay here. Third, okay. third best co-host of all time. Hello, guys. This yeah. is so this is So this is going to be interesting. I, this is being recorded Thursday, and I'm still feeling the the the, the Celtics loss yeah. on uh, at what would have been yesterday, so Wednesday. But as you may know, obviously, you if you're watching this, you're probably watching this on Saturday and beyond, so you get to see the future of what happens in tomorrow's game, Game Six. Are the Celtics eliminated? Hopefully, I'm really happy uh, right now. It's not looking good, man. I'm, no, I'm it's not. That. Uh, yeah. That was they had that game last night, and and honestly, like I think I wrote to you earlier yeah. today. Those two plays by Drew Holiday, those are yeah. those are uh, winning plays right there. Yeah. That, that was spectacular. So yeah. no no fault on the Celtics. He just made two great plays. So I could be celebrating right now, uh, or I could be very depressed at well, this point in time. And I'll so tell you we'll what, find out. I was sitting in the room with him, and I was rooting for the Celtics. I was going watching Smay's face as Drew Holiday blocked that shot. Looks like the kid who thought he was getting like Disney tickets or something and ends up getting like a shovel to go dig in the bed. Like oh, no. he looked like a Trump, like a kid who went through the most traumatic emotional oh, I mean, roller coaster. I was, literally, I was screaming. <laughs> I was screaming at the screen every time they missed an offensive rebound. I oh screamed every single time because like they just kept giving him. Anyways. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and transition into yeah. crypto. We love to, uh, especially when Matt sees here, we love to talk about uh, the old Celtic Lakers duo yeah. thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Like I said, real quickly, yeah. you got, I got nothing to say. My Lakers are an absolute <laughs> mess. I have no hope for them next Even year. Even with LeBron. Maybe yeah, the year after. I hope they trade I have, LeBron. I, I have nothing to say. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, the reason we have Matt C here is because while he is a subscriber and claims that he likes to learn from us, which I'm very, very humbled by, I love learning from him. Got to meet him in person. Smay and I both met him at Bitcoin 2022. Got to sit and glean from his wisdom and especially, uh, you know, hearing his concept of how he got into crypto and his thoughts on retirement. We wanted to make this entire podcast for anyone, whether you are 20 years old, whether you are 80 years old, you need to start thinking about how you can prepare for retirement. But the question is, what even is retirement? and how is crypto a road there? So I want to start with, as we kind of go in that, that uh, direction, Matt, what got you into crypto in the first place? Why are you even in the space? You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I remember I did buy my first crypto, my first Bitcoin. I think I bought what, a tenth of a Bitcoin in December of 2020. So I've only been in the space for about a year and a half. And I'll be honest. I'm not even sure why I bought it when I did. Uh, the, you know, I think that was a time you guys would probably know this better than me. We were just starting that that run up. I mean, crypto, mm -hmm. Bitcoin was moving, and so it started popping up in 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 places where I wasn't really looking at crypto. I was looking at stocks and investing and whatnot, and and Bitcoin kept reappearing. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to take a look at this and. I figured out, okay, I was just going to open up a Coinbase account. I'm just going to buy a tenth. I think it was at 20000 at that I was point. Like, you, you, so I want to say. Depending on when you did it, d December 1st, we were only at nineteen uh, five, but then late December, the end of December, we were already up closer to 25000 So you're right. So right. We're probably right around 20000 So I bought a tenth because I put, I put about $2,000 in. So I okay. got a tenth of a, a Bitcoin. And then I thought, okay, well, I just bought this thing, which, and again, I really didn't understand it. I had no idea what it was other than I was told to buy it in 2016, I think when it was $125 or so. Wow, wow, wow. And um, yes, I hate myself for that now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went and started doing some research on YouTube, which I never used YouTube for anything at this point, but it felt like, okay, this is a good place to go do some research because there wasn't a lot of crypto information elsewhere. YouTube yeah. seemed to yeah. be like one of the few places where you can actually go find people talking about it. So I, I found this video and turns out it was BitBoy. Ooh, but hey, it wasn't boy. BitBoy on his channel. He was being interviewed on a different channel and on a guy that was investing in real estate and, and traditional stocks. That guy was boring. Oh, Ben was interesting. Mm. So I thought, okay, I want to hear what this guy has to say more about, you know, crypto. And I, so like so many people, I, went into BitBoy's channel, and that led me on this rabbit hole adventure. Mm. Um, and that's how I found you guys, and that's how I found Jeb, because Ben did an interview with yeah. Jeb on Ben's channel, I think it was. I absolutely loved what Jeb had to say, and I immediately followed him. And I think that would probably have been in about February or March mm. of 2021. Mm. And from that point, you know how it goes. There is this long thread and there's this connection and Jeb would interview somebody and I would go look up that person. And so that's how I kind of started doing my research yeah. into crypto. Um, and I learned very quickly that you need to be very selective because there is a lot of bad information out there. Yes. And so I, I tried to follow people that weren't necessarily pumping any one particular thing. I just wanted to learn what crypto was and, and what blockchain technology was and how it works. Because 
once I started doing it, it didn't take very long, a month or so into it, I started researching how quickly and rapidly people were making gains and building this asymmetrical asset. I thought, oh my God, this is an opportunity that I saw back at the beginning, because I'm older, I, I remember the dot-com boom mm. in you know the, the late 80s, early 90s. I missed it. I didn't take advantage of that time. Mm. So I felt like I was behind the curve. And now this another opportunity came up in the technology space that was going to literally change the way that we do things as a society. Yeah. I felt like I need, I need to go all in. I, and I never looked back and it happened wow. quickly. And, and the minute you start understanding what blockchain is and particularly Bitcoin and how Bitcoin operates as a store of value, it, it's hard to look away and it's hard not to want to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, I know you're also really big into NFTs. You know, I get to hear from you a lot about those in our, in our, uh, what do you call it? The discord. Did yes. you, if you could rewind to 2019, what would you think telling previous you 2019 you hey man uh, you're gonna spend thousands of dollars on a picture on the internet you can't even touch or hold or anything what would you have th- what would your past self has said to your no today self <laughs> no way it, it just again because it wouldn't have made sense to me yeah and you know and nfts i know it, you know by the way it's an honor to be following harry or my good friend crypto vet yeah on the following podcast and and non-fungible tokens, it's still a little bit of a mystery to me. I mean, I understand the concept, but I don't think any of us have really seen the full utility of what it's going to be. Mm, yeah. Um, and again, so you want to talk about the Wild West. Yes, I do trade in some JPEG pictures. I, yeah. I'm guilty as charged. <laughs> and I was sucked into it by some of the members yep. in the other nights, like Cash Cats and, and Jeffrey Fritz and yep. Mike Markle. All those guys kind of sucked me into it. And what I realized, it's just another another vehicle um, to potentially make money, to invest in. Now, there's probably 99% of it is horrible garbage, and you will lose most of it. And 1% of it, you really have a chance to, to do well. Um, so just like any other thing, you need to do your research, you need to take your time, and you have to be willing to take some losses. Mm. But there's an opportunity there. I know like a lot of the people that are in our circle they're they're stacking up a lot of ADA because yeah. we mostly trade at CNFTs. So we're yeah, mostly yeah. trading in the Cardano blockchain. And we're, I mean, and again, it's a bear market. So we're not getting any value in price, obviously, but the bags are getting bigger. So when the mm. price does eventually go to the upside, which it will, of course, the amount of ADA we're going to have is double, triple, quadruple. It's wow. going to, it's going to multiply very quickly. Yeah. So it's very fun. I, I mean, I find the whole NFTs very fascinating. And the more I've been able to just kind of explore it, it just kind of vaguely in terms of just the broader, not even the broader use case, but even within the trading JPEGs type of format, there's a lot to be done in that in that category of, of NFTs that I think a lot of people write it off. But I think you would find if you the more you looked into it, the more it resembles a lot of things that we've been doing for years, like trading cards, for instance. That's been exist. Exactly. It's just been paper. 
oh, why are you just paying for this, so much for this paper? It's like, yeah, a lot of people don't think that way, but a lot of people do, and that's why they have value. So uh, I think ultimately there's a lot of really cool things you can do with it. It's just now adapting to our, our digital space, which we've now basically migrated to. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and Andy Warhol, um, Marilyn Monroe painting just sold for $190 million uh, two days ago. $190 million. Ridiculous. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just art. It's worth that much because somebody was willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you know, NFT, the art side of it, people say, oh, why? It's just a JPEG. Yeah, but there's value in it because someone wanted to pay $400,000 for a board eight. Yeah. That's going to happen. But for, for me, NFTs are more fascinating than what it's going to do on the utility side. Like you guys had mentioned and discussed last week. Everything is going to be an NFT that is a contract. Your mm-hmm. driver's license. Your mortgages, yeah. your the deed to your house, yep, and so on and so on. So that part of it, we are just getting started. I I just can't see that everything won't be ledgered on the blockchain at some point, and it'll be done via an NFT. Yeah, yeah. Well, even speaking of that future, which probably is not that far away, you know, let's start talking more about retirement stuff. So first of all, for anyone who doesn't know, what do you do for work as it is? And what is your view about retirement overall and how crypto has been able to assist you in that planning? Again, even though you're really not that old, you still got some time left for <laughs> your thing in retirement. You know, Smay and I still got 30, 40 years on us. What are your thoughts for anyone who's closer to retirement or even if you could back up and start planning for your retirement, what advice would you give to people? But let's start with what you do for a living and how crypto has been able to help that. Yeah. So, um, my wife and I, we are self-employed business owners. We own a small uh, furniture manufacturing company in Los Angeles. We sell custom upholstery to the trade. We sell to interior designers and small design, uh, showrooms across the country. We've been in this, in the furniture business now for about 30 years. This is our second, second company together. Um, And it's hard when you're self-employed because I've never, well, not never, but most of my adult life, I haven't worked for a company that Mm. had a 401k plan. So everything that we've had to do for retirement and savings has been on our own. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because again, there isn't, um, without going and, and hiring, uh, someone that, that does it professionally, if you do it on your own, there's not a lot of avenues or there wasn't in the past. And so in all, in all honesty, I don't feel like we ever built up enough of a retirement mm. working for ourselves for all this time where we are, we, how should I say this? We're behind the curve of where I believe we should have been at my age of 55. Mm. And Again, so going back to when I saw what was happening with crypto, and it's this asymmetrical bet where the gains are so significant versus the amount of risk, I felt like that was an opportunity for us to catch up from all the years that we didn't invest enough or had lost in the last 20 years previous. Mm. Because we discussed this a little earlier, I'd like to by the time I'm 65, be quote unquote retired. And that doesn't mean not working. That just means not having to work to live. Yeah. And, and being able to, 
to see beyond that point for another 20 to 30 years, because I plan on living a long life, where I won't have to go back and work because we would have set ourselves up that the money that we make by that point will continue to make money and build on itself and have enough that I'll still work and do things and be involved, Mm -hmm. but I won't have to do anything I don't want to do. Yeah, no, we we actually got to talk about that a little bit beforehand, but I want to go even more into it, the three of us, about even that concept of retirement. Because like you said, I, I don't know if you said it right there, but you said it before the stream, you know, humans are living to, I mean, it's not unheard of, it's not crazy for humans to live to 90 years old. Uh, you know, even though I think if you were to look up the details, I, I think they still are going to put the average uh, lifespan somewhere in the late seventies, early eighties, but in reality, it's moving more towards that ninety to hundred. And yeah. and I was telling you guys, there's somebody we know, you know, my family knows, where they're actually concerned about their dad, where he, you know, he worked as a lawyer, very sharp, reading books all the time. But as he retired, and he's financially very comfortable, uh, but now he just kind of sits around and he does whatever he wants to do. They're worried that his brain going into rest and not working is causing him to become less sharp. He, he's starting to lose memory. And just like a you know body, you know, if they tell you as you're, when you're training somebody, if, if you stop using parts of your body, if you start losing movements, you'll get weaker. You won't be able to do it anymore. So if you don't use it, you lose it. It's the same thing with the mind. So even retirement, I want to hear from you, Matt, what is your thoughts about retirement in general? I think you put it there perfectly. It's, it's not, you know, you, you might always work, but it's about getting to change maybe the, the nature of the work. Can you go a little more into detail about what retirement means to you and what people really should be thinking about now in these days where we live to 90, hundred years old, when we're thinking of the word retirement? Well, you know, one of the, the most important factors is, is, when you're retired is going to be income. It's not how much money you have. It's how much money that money that you do have is generating. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, go back to the beginning of that, you know, when that thing happened a couple of years ago and they shut down businesses, our company was shut down mm. where we operate in California. The government literally said, you're not allowed to work. And, and I thought, Oh, oh, oh my God, what do you mean I can't work? What am I going to do for money? Yeah. Because I'm so used to a certain amount of money coming in every couple of weeks that I use to pay the bills. That was turned off. Mm. And it opened my eyes. Yeah. And it really scared me. And it made me realize that, you know, we, yes, we had savings, but you start blowing through that it goes really fast. Mm. So money being able to generate money is where I thought was key. And that's again, so what is, what is crypto? They're appreciating assets, right? Where fiat is just, we all know is going to zero. Yeah. And it's depreciating. And, and now with inflation, it's accelerated. Yes. Whereas something like Bitcoin, I looked at it and thought, this is something that is only going to become worth more over time. So even if you start peeling off some Satoshis here and there, it's constantly being replenished mm-hmm. over time. And then you get to a certain point where you have enough of it where it's not in consideration. So for me, retirement will be where, like I said, where we want to take a vacation, we want a vacation. And we don't worry about it. And if I want to work, I work. If I want to take side jobs, I'll take side jobs. Most likely, I'm going to I'm going to start gravitating my life and my career towards the crypto space just because I love it and I'm fascinated by it. Mm. And I don't think of it as work. I, I find it fun and it's and it's really great. Um, but you want to get to a point where 
you just don't worry about where your next meal is going to come from. And you're free to actually just wake up and do your thing however you want to do it. Yeah. That's a very difficult thing to get to. I'm not saying it's easy. It's, it's not easy. But um, retirement is like what Jeb said. You know, it's, it's financial sovereignty. And if you can be FinSov yeah. as you get older, that's freedom. And freedom is a good thing. So we're just trying to get to a point where we can be free to make our own choices and do everything we want to do when we want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good because you know, we talked about beforehand, like that, that concept of, I mean, with, with the way people use the word retire, we could, we could have people retiring right at, you know, 25 years old because they've set themselves up for the future. And that doesn't mean they stop working. doesn't mean they stop generating income from other things that it means is that, like you just said, replacing that word retirement with freedom. And now you have freedom to, to do whatever you want to do. Money is no longer the, the problem, no longer the equation. Cause that's, that's nothing. You start talking about the U S dollar there for a second. And, and right now this is, this is a really hard, hard message to hear when we're watching the crypto market go down. We're actually watching the U S if someone was looking at the Dixie right now, the DXY that's going up. It's actually parabolic, exact opposite directions. But I was actually listening to a, a good friend of mine who follows and, and pays attention to what's happening. Uh, he even has some connections. He knows some people in Washington. Uh, and, and he was talking about the very real possibility that people, we should just get used to until it's death, until the dollar finally is dead and gone. It, this 8% inflation we're seeing is not going to go away. It actually might become the new normal. And that's what's going to bring stability back to the economy is not that the dollar stops inflating. It's that we become so used to 8%, maybe 9% inflation. It's stable and it moves forward. And that's what's kind of kind of interesting. Again, this isn't the message people want to hear right now. Invest and move your money into Bitcoin because they're looking at Bitcoin with a bunch of red candles. They're looking at the US dollar with a bunch of green candles. But that's that's the future of what we're looking at right now. And how many people are going to be putting their money into 401ks still working inside U.S. dollars and every single year they might have a million dollars put away in, you know, let's even go higher. They might have five million dollars put away into their right. retirement, which five years ago, 10 years ago would have been almost a safe bet. Oh, I retired with five million dollars. I'm good. $5 million might be very little here in the next couple of years. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? And have you found any companies inside of uh, crypto space that you've been able to almost like say, hey, rather than doing that with my US dollars, I can utilize crypto for this down the road? You know, Tim, you you hit the nail on the head with the, I, again, being older than you guys. Um, I remember when the gold standard for retirement is like, I just want to have a million dollars. I yeah. just want to have a million dollars retire. A million dollars, what I thought it was going to be worth is probably worth $400,000 now. Mm -hmm. It's depreciated so much. Yep. So, and it, and, it, and it is hard to hear and it is maybe a little scary. Five million might be the bare minimum where Again, who knows? Who knows with inflation and where it goes? What is the right number? Uh, I try not to look at things as like, I, I, at that point, I said, okay, don't think of it as a number. Just build as much as you can. Whatever that number you get to is the number you get to. If you think, because you don't want to just limit yourself. Oh, I made my million dollars. I'm good. That's right. probably not going to hold as we go forward. Yeah. Um, to your question about what do I do? Uh, I, I think for younger people, for most people, 
and again, we're speaking to the masses. You know, if there's a lot of there's some people out there that make a lot of money. I get that. If you do not, if you make less than, uh, I think it's a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year. It's somewhere in that range. I believe a Roth IRA is one of the best things that young people could be invested in, because mm-hmm. the difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. If a traditional IRA, you get a, a tax write-off when you're putting the money in, whatever, the max is 6500 for under 55 or under 50 and 7500 for over. So you get a tax write-off that year. It's a minimal amount of money. Who cares? But when you take that money out at retirement, after, after 59 and a half, 60, whenever you retire, that money you take out is taxed like income. Mm. where the reverse is true for a Roth IRA, where when you put the money in, you don't get a write-off that tax year. But when you take the money out, when you're retired, when you really need that money, it's tax-free. That is critical. I mean, the the amount of money at the time when you really want it is significant. So my first recommendation to younger people or anybody, again, if if you're my age or even older and you don't have a Roth IRA, I highly recommend looking into one. So before crypto, obviously I had, you know, a hundred percent of my stuff, uh, savings and securities. Then I found, I trust capital and I don't even remember where I found it from. Somebody had mentioned it and they were kind of new on the scene. I thought, wait a minute, there's an actual company where you can invest in crypto for retirement and it's a Roth IRA. Yeah. I'm looking at that. Yeah. So I, I connected with them. They were phenomenal. And again, I'm not, they're not a sponsor. I have nothing to do with the company. I just loved working with them. Uh, My account rep, Daniel, he was amazing. Yeah. And they made everything so easy and they had all the most important you know, cryptos that I would want to invest in a, in a retirement fund. Remember, you want to be, it's your, your retirement. So you're not going to go in there trying to buy a bunch of meme stocks. You you want to buy blue chips. Yeah, so definitely Bitcoin, not Luna. Ethereum, <laughs> right? And mostly Bitcoin. Let's be honest here. Yes, yeah. Um, so they offer all the big major blue chip uh, cryptos that you'd ever want. And <laughs> I think within... Three or four months of opening my account, I went from having 90% securities to 10% crypto mm. in my Roth to 95% crypto and 5% securities. Wow. I've literally converted almost everything to crypto that wow. was in my in my wife's and my um, retirement accounts. And yeah. I couldn't be happier, to be honest with you. When did you find iTrust? Because I know you said, like, for example, for you, like, it's not like they sponsor you or anything. You just found them as a company. They're one of the sponsors of our channels. We found them here a couple of months ago, have loved that company. But I thought it was also I cool. Think, oh, yeah. What, first of all, what, yeah, what year did, or what, how long ago, how many months ago do you think? You I want to say it was at least eight, maybe eight? not. Yeah. So you found them, you, bef- know, you found them before we did. Yeah. 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 Again, they, it, it will begin because I already had money in, in retirement accounts. And it was doing okay, but right. again, once I started reading about blockchain and learning about crypto, the traditional system just feels so rigged to me, yes. and it's so manipulated. And you know, we're just kind of pawns in that game. Whereas crypto is self-governed. You you have, you know, at least at this point, you know, we'll see where regulation goes in the future. But for right now, 
It's self-governed. You have the you have control over what you do. There's no waiting for the quarterly reports and you know uh, an analysis saying you know we're going to lower our price on uh, projection on such and such stock and so they crash the stock so they can buy it up right. and then three months later they go you know we're going to raise the price point on this thing to 180 now so that people FOMO in and start buying it. That's just manipulating. Yep. There is no quarterly reports on Bitcoin. There's no quarterly reports on Ethereum. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's just, it, you just have to self-govern yourself and yep. follow what it's doing. So I trust for me was a godsend. And again, they make it really simple. The, the customer service there is fantastic. And, you know, it's just, they made the transition easy and I moved everything. Yeah. And I remember we were at talk at the conference. Daniel was the one that uh, he was like your agent or whatever when you first signed up. Right? He was my rep. Yeah, he was your rep. Yeah. So he's I mean, he's our he's our rep. Like he he now handles like managing our account and stuff. So Daniel has been phenomenal. Shout out to Daniel. If Daniel's watching this. Have loved yeah. getting to work with you. And I know Matt C. Definitely. He has loved everybody. I don't I guess he doesn't really get to work with you anymore because your job changed. But uh, no. Yeah. But you know what? We still talk, you know. Yeah. And that's again like so he's actually moved out of out of customer service department but every once in a while i have a question and i'll tag him on it he always responds because that's the kind of service they give there it's really great um again we're not here to push anything right no that's just it's just coincidental (laughs) there there are other there are other companies too so wherever wherever people go is fine yeah you just should do it you really need to get younger people and anybody again that's not making over that threshold limit you got to get your money into a roth ira Mm. Because again, when you retire, tax-free money is critical. It is the most critical thing. One of the things you could do, other than you know, if you're buying properties and having passive income, which I think is also very important. Like CryptoVet, he invests in a lot of real estate, passive income. That's what I hope crypto is going to do for me. Yeah, I hope to make enough that I can take that asset and diversify it into other things like real estate, which will continue to generate passive income as well as having assets that are continually going up in value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a, I have a question now to pivot into because I kind of teased it uh, a little bit, but yeah. uh, as you may know, unless you're living under a rock, uh, something happened with a certain asset uh, uh, called Terra Luna. It is, it is basically obliterated smithereens gone. I mean, basically goes for, we're talking, goes from like $90 what was it peaked at like it 120 was, it was or something 90. like that? I can 120 look it up sex, I think. Yeah. So it goes from that all the way down to uh, a one cent. Yeah. That is, is incredible. Rough, it's a rough looking chart. It was right. at 0. 0.003 today. Oh my gosh. Wow. Less than one cent. That is, a, talk about a fall from grace. But uh, no, you want to get, you want to hear something worse? Yeah. It fell from 90, like within those couple like hours or whatever. Luna. Because somebody bought the top. Yeah. Somebody bought it one nineteen. $119. Oh, that's so bad. This week? No, no. But I'm saying the peak. Like the all-time high Luna, Terra Luna's ever hit was one nineteen. Yes. Yeah, so, somebody bought that top. Yeah. There is For that to be the top, somebody bought it. That's atrocious. And uh, So speaking yeah. of, speaking of, there's a little birdie. A little birdie told me that... Uh, Matt, our very own Matt C had some bags of Luna. Yeah. So I want to know, how are you feeling after this devastating loss? And what are some of your words of advice for people who may have lost their money in Luna as well? At first, it was, it was so shocking that you almost couldn't feel bad. 
because yeah. <laughs> it was happening so fast. And I think the only thing that I made, if there's a way to feel better about, you know, we, we are going to lose money in this space, right? It's, yeah. it's the wild, wild west. The, yeah. In one way or another, whether it's a scam, a bad investment, you just have to know that you lose money. That's part mm-hmm. of the deal. That's the contract. It's okay. Now, this one was special. And it's a good way to put what, it. The only thing that made me feel like I kind of shrugged my shoulders was that people that I really respect that are in this space, that have been in this space for a long time, all said the same thing. Never saw anything like it. Nobody yeah. saw it coming. Mm-hmm. There were no experts on this. Nope. It yeah. was something that was so unique. We can call it a black swan if you'd like. Yeah. That you, what, what can you say? You're just like, you, you just kind of have to. You just kind of have to let it roll off. Like, I'm not happy about it, but what can you do? Yeah. It was just it was just one of those events that there was no way to predict this to happen. None. Yeah, it was and, crazy. And, and unless they were some genius new, you know, I guess Charles apparently thought it would happen. But, you know, I'm not smart enough to, to see beyond that. What do you guys think? I'd love to know. Have yeah. you ever seen anything like that? No, I and I got to be honest with you. I was very much I like I was about to start investing in Luna because I, I we had just we had just made a video about it we were just talking about it and I was very excited based on the the proposition of because I remember this was what's crazy I remember back at Bitcoin 2022 we were at br- uh, a brunch uh, you were there but uh, yeah um, we were talking to Nick Die yeah. who we had on the show and he we were Crypto talking to, yeah and we were talking about essentially the idea of a. a, a Bitcoin backed stablecoin that being the new replacement for the yeah. our US dollar. And his bet, and I this is kind of funny now in hindsight, his bet was uh was Terra UST. His bet was to say that he thought it would be Terra. And, and to be fair to him, we all when we, he said uh, it, we're yeah, like, that would yeah, be interesting. That would be interesting. And with the way Dokon was buying Bitcoin, it seemed like, hey, this is actually a legit bet. Yeah. And so that's why I ultimately I was very excited about it. And I was thinking about starting to put some money into it. But man, no one saw this coming. And it really, yeah. it really I it yeah. threw me for a loop. I heard about this. I was like, oh my gosh. And then hearing how far low it went. Because yeah. I thought it would crash. I thought it would do like an XRP thing. Cause I didn't think I didn't think this was that that bad, you know? So I was like, oh, maybe it would do an XRP thing with the lawsuit, go down, and then maybe recover. And no, it's gone. Like it's obliterated. And, and I think that's why a lot of people like myself and everybody, George, whoever it is, it doesn't matter didn't exit because you know you 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 know the saying you never want to catch a falling knife yeah so when it started retracing from whatever it was it you know 78 and then it kind of went down to 60 and you're like oh wow you know that's a a pretty big dip but this is crypto Mm -hmm. used to that and then it it went from like 50 to 10 in three hours or four hours. Oh my gosh. And Horrible. No one, no one could do anything. It was just, mm-hmm. I think everybody was standing there like with their mouth agape thinking, well, now what? Okay. Well, it has to bottom out. And again, we don't know everything that happened. This feels this, this attack on Luna felt personal. Mm-hmm. It felt like there were some very, very powerful people at play mm-hmm. I, again, above my pay grade. No, I, you're right. I think so. But I do think, but, you know, I think with, for someone who doesn't, I, I didn't hold it. I didn't hold me, it. Me neither. I didn't. So it, this lesson will be easier for someone to learn who did hold Luna. Because that's, that's it. when things like this happen, you got two choices. You can go ahead and just sit there and cry in your spilled milk. 
or you can try to extrapolate a lesson from it. You know, I know Kelly in the past has talked about when he lost, like, I think it was like $65,000 in a trade. He's like, well, yep. I viewed it as a tuition to learn something. And then now he's made more than that. He has made way more than that money. He's earned it back and then some. But me watching that, I, I think I think there's a couple things. First of all, uh this is going to put a mark not just on Doquan, not just on Luna, mm -hmm. on yep. the crypto space in general yep. that people – Stable coins. Yes. People will need to be doing their research. You know, come to find out afterwards, and again, I don't think this is the reason why, but it is something that's a little uh, in uh, interesting. I don't think enough people do research on the teams that develop – these cryptos. I, yeah. I think some people take it for granted that these guys are just intelligent because they're all intelligent. I don't want to take anything away from the people that built Terra Luna. They're very intelligent people. However, research has come out after now that we know Do Kwan was actually responsible for another failed stable coin. And so I think one lesson is to actually start doing your research on these teams that build these projects and not just FOMO in because there's a mm -hmm. lot of hype driven. There's a lot of things produced. The other thing was, and I, I know there's so many people hate, they're, they're, the haters are still there. I'm sure people are gonna hate this when I say it, but this gives me a whole new appreciation for Cardano and Charles Hoskinson because while these projects like Terra Luna and Solana and the Solana hasn't died. The Solana is doing fine. But I just want, they came out of the gates firing from the hip, producing things. They they actually, you know, they had their smart contracts up in there. They they were working on their stable coins. They were working on, you know, Solano in the metaverse and, and working on how they did all that stuff. However, everyone gave Charles such a hard time because he was taking his time. He wasn't going to to step out and launch something that he was not ready for it to actually work. And I think we're gonna see, in hindsight, Charles be vindicated for that decision as these other projects like Luna probably launched their stuff too quickly. They probably released all of their information and, and their projects before they were really fireproof. And I, I think this is gonna give a lot of companies, A, it's gonna get a lot of investors. A, do your research on the team. B, how trustworthy and, and when they launched these things, were they actually ready to launch them? Do you trust that that team did their due diligence on all the work and that they're, what they're launching is actually is actually a good project the way Charles Hodgson and his whole Cardano team has done it? That's kind of my takeaway at this point. Think, I'm, I'm kind of like, thank God I am in the Cardano train. Thank God that Charles has the type of mindset to think about, I'm not going to launch a broken project. I don't care about the price of Cardano. That's one of my other things I love about him is that when you ask him about the price, he says, I do not care about price. This is bigger than price. It's about function. And Here's the thing. We talked about it on the show Thursday morning. That's this morning, but for those of you who watched Thursday morning, price follows fundamentals. Guess what? The fundamentals of, of uh, uh, Luna gave out, the price gave out. The yeah, fundamentals of Cardano are so solid that, yes, we just had it dip down, I think, 38 cents. Guess what? The bottom on Cardano might not be in. Uh, maybe it already hit lower than that. Maybe it's going to come here in a couple days. We might get down to a 30-cent Cardano. But as long as they are functioning, as long as the fundamentals that are being built there, price will follow yeah. that quality. Um, and oh, yeah. They're still, they're still building. I'm sorry, Spain. No, yeah. No. I, and I think this really solidified for me. And I've said it on the show before in the past. And it really, it really solidified this in my head of... Don't take their word for it. Yeah. Right? When a project promises something, you don't take their word for it. Uh, you have to you have to do your own research. You have to dig deeper. You have to dig past what even people are telling you, right? If somebody if I tell you, hey, you should buy a coin, I don't care who I am. 
I don't care if I'm the most invaluable, rich investor ever. You need to double check what I said. Right. And I think even especially in the project. And I think this I got to be honest with you. I love Cardano. I love Charles. I think this goes for any project, any project. You always want to double check, double check, because at this point, if I imagine, especially if if what I look at now in hindsight is 2020, and I couldn't, I really can't claim that anyone should have been able to foresee this. Yeah. But it's come out that Doquan was a part of a previously failed project. Yeah. But where was that information? Yeah. Whoever talked two about weeks it? Ago. Yeah. No right? one talked I mean, about it. No one. Like Doquan. Yeah. And I and I think I tweeted this the other day. Was the darling of crypto yep. a couple days ago, yep. you know, and and it happens this way often. I get it. Like, oh, he was a genius and this and that and the other, and he went from go greatest of all time yeah. to go, like, yeah, literally kicked to the curb in in forty eight hours. Yeah. So I agree that that there is that that has you have to do your research, but again, none of this came to light until after the fact, which is often the case. Yeah. So yeah, well, I know, think, we I be, think we co- have to be careful. And I, and one yeah. more thing, but I also think that the difference between Cardano, which I love and I, and I love what the way Charles is building it and Luna. And I, and I think this is what I've taken away from this more than anything is I'm going to be very careful about the stable coin space because yeah. I think the stable coin nature of Luna was what was the real threat. Cardano, Solana, AVAX, the smart contracts, Ethereum, mm. that stuff, they're going to allow that stuff to keep building. They'll just figure out a way to regulate this in there. Stable coins, that's different. Yeah. Because we know they want CBDCs. And if there was the threat of something like UST becoming, you remember we talked about it with like Nick, the UST becoming somehow the base reserve. They're not going to let that happen. That would not allow for CBDCs to be in play. Yeah. And, You're and right. what happened, like the next day, Janet Yellen was out saying, oh, you know, see, we, did you hear about this, this, you know, project for, for stable coins? It just got rugged. You know, we need, we need more regulation for stable coins. We're going to be looking at our CBDCs very carefully. Yeah. Don't think that that didn't come into play here. It did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. And and here's the other thing is there's no guarantee that because Doquan was part of a failed experiment in the past with stable coins, that that was the reason it's downshift. Like you said, there might have been a lot here. But maybe maybe he never had a chance because he was actually building something special. And then they realized how special it was. And there was a lot of things happening behind the scenes that killed all of his progress. But what I do know is that people need to realize. and, And here's I'm fully aware of this. First of all, I'm one of the people in the boat that I'm about to talk about. I couldn't. I couldn't do my own research and figure out the tech and the problems with the tech of every single coin. That's not my field. Again, I grew up mostly in the in the, in the realm of athletics. Again, not only playing sports, but I the anatomy fascinated me. The idea of you know doing training fascinated me. How do you build muscle properly? How do you do nutrition correctly? So I am not a technical guy. I am not the, the fact that I am a technical analyst is kind of a miracle of just what you can do when you put in hard work and put your mind to it. But I will never have the mind that Do Kwan or Charles Hoskinson or uh, Vitalik Buterin, I'll never be as smart as them. But what you can do is find people that you trust that do know how to do that stuff. Because like you said, this information about Do wasn't out there. 
but it, it, it was out there. It's just nobody cared to look for it. No one cared to listen to where it was. It's not like this information just spawned up out of nowhere. It was, like you said, he was the darling. He was the goat. Why would we say anything else about him? Even the stuff that came about Charles uh, that came out about Charles Hodgson, which I'm still not sure exactly what the truth is, what's right, what's wrong. None of that had anything to do with his ability to build a blockchain. It was just a smear piece on him and his college uh, life. We don't see any failed experiments with Charles in, in crypto. In fact, his, he just leaves a breadcrumb of successful uh, initiatives. So I, I do think it's something about, hey, if you know that, if you know it, do the research. If you if you have the tech brain, do the research to find out who this team is that's building it. What are their qualifications? What is their experience? Uh, what have they learned from those experiences? And then if you don't know how to do that, finding people that you trust that you can actually say, hey, they're they've done their due diligence. Uh, and that's a hard thing to come by. But I do think we're moving into a space where, especially with influencers, you know, some people say don't listen to YouTubers, and I I completely respect it. I completely understand people like, oh, these aren't professionals. But like we just pointed out. The people who know better, we, we live in a, a kind of a state where things are so manipulated and twisted and corrupt that the people who probably know a whole heck of a lot that are in professional fields aren't going to tell you the exact truth. There are influencers out there. There are people out there who who know how to read this stuff. And it's about finding the right ones, the ones you can trust so that you don't fall into another trap like we just saw with Tara Luna. Yeah. So. yeah you know, I would disagree with you one on one yeah, point. Love it. You are a professional. You guys are professionals. (laughs) No, no, it's true because you work in the space every single day. I mean, Mm. what is the definition of a professional? To what? Go go to some school and get a degree, and that that only teaches you so much. Experience is where you become a professional. And it's true. um, There really was no school to go to to become, you know, a crypto expert. Right. So I I I think the the and again yes, there's some horrible content out there. We're not going to dispute that. Yeah. But there is some phenomenal content that oh, I believe there are every bit as professional is mm. anybody that advice you're going to get from some guy at Oppenheimer or Fidelity. Mm. They don't, they're only professionals because they, they go to a desk and work on it every day, right? They're staying mm. in the trenches. You guys yeah. are in the trenches all day, every single day. You're getting fed information. You're doing research. That's professional. I'm, I'm 1 million percent comfortable getting my information from people like you and others that I just consider, I consider that to be a source. I mean, unless we're sitting in the room with these projects that are building, we're always going to be susceptible to only getting some of the information. We're never going to have the full story. That's not possible. Yeah. So we have to do our best with the information that is out there and People like you and you guys are the ones that are actually doing extra digging because it's your job. Right. So it's true. That's the, that's the only thing. I, that's I, how I feel about YouTube. I YouTubers. see. I see what you're saying. That yeah. No, I, well, I guess you know, in my brain. I'm just thinking. I, I will probably never be a tech expert. Uh, you know, with all that stuff. But what I do, you know, do, you're be. right. We have a team. We, you know, T. Shroom, for example, been on this show, been on the on, on the Coffee and Crypto show. You know, he. You're right. He literally his job description is for 40 hours a week to dig into the deep details. And so even the expansion of knowledge on our team since he came back. You know, he worked with us for, for there for a little bit, and then. He went to basic training, came back. We also got Kelly Kellum over here working with us, who is another phenomenal mind in the crypto space. Uh, yeah, like there, I, I appreciate your words, and I, I definitely hear what you're saying, and I, I'll, I'll admit you in the debate. Uh, I so. can't build a sofa. Yeah, I run a company that sells sofas all day. Right. 
there are people around me that are experts. My wife is an amazing designer. She knows yeah. how to put it all together. Does that mean I'm not a professional in the furniture world? Of course I am. Mm, That's yeah. what we do all day long. That's a good point. I understand it, but just because I don't know how to actually pull the fabric over and staple and do that, yeah. doesn't make me uh, uh, not a professional in, in the furniture world. I am. So, you know, this is your career. This is, and again, I'm, this is about you and, and, and other people. We know that George and, and um, Invest Answers and, and there's just so many smart, smart people that are giving us great content. Hey, you know what? That's, that's, that's where it is right now. So, well, and, and my point yeah. there, even before that was as good as that one is my point was the influencers, don't get me wrong. There's obviously influencers out there that are, are shilling and faking, but I, I feel at this point, even when it comes to other news, because I'll, I'll watch influencers for other news, and I think there's a, a large sentiment of the space moving this way. It's hard to watch if you turn on Channel 8 News or if you're watching CNN or Fox or whatever you're watching. It's really hard to know and decipher what coming out of their mouth could even be close to the truth and what is just shilling. I feel like influencers are coming from an honest standpoint, even if sometimes they're a little off. The, you're always going to get an honest opinion from that person, which is another reason I think you, you're even seeing it. I know uh, Smay's dad works in this whole space. For He's sure. saying these news stations are moving towards, they want to present the way some of these influencers are presenting because the world in general are moving towards getting their news from influencers rather than news st stations because they actually feel like they're not being lied to and manipulated with the truth. Yeah. Yeah, the news, the news, I don't, I don't think the news any longer is information. It's affirmation. Yeah. I mean, wherever, whatever your, your cup of tea is, whether you're watching Fox or CNN or MSNBC, you're really not going there to get true factual information anymore. You're just, your ideology is just being propped up. Right. And right. that's a waste of time for me. I don't yeah. even watch anymore. I mean, unless wow. just to see if anything crazy happened out there in the world, but to get their, their point of view and whatnot, uh, it's just manipulation. Yeah. yeah. They're just selling you something. Well, let's uh, let's transition back a little bit in retirement because while well, we were just talking about Luna, which took a absolute dive, the rest of the yes, crypto sorry. space did as well. You know, this it's not like the rest of the crypto space is looking beautiful right now. Uh, but you know, in in thinking about retirement and what we're seeing in this dip, uh, again, Luna, bye bye, sorry, Luna, but the rest of it, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, whatever, you know, pick your poison about crypto. What are your thoughts about how people should be looking at this bear market? Because again, this is something uh, some people have been calling a bear market for a while here at the Crypto Jeb channel. We're kind of saying, listen, you know, even though there are still technically some things that you could get away with an argument it's not there's a lot of things just happening it's like all right we need to just settle in and we're in a bear market at least a very significant bear trend how can people be operating inside the crypto space and how are you operating in the crypto space during this bear market to make sure you're continuing to think about your retirement and preparing yourself do you see this as a good thing and actually a blessing in disguise or are you are you like just very concerned and you're starting to put up some preparations very simply, no one likes to see their portfolios drop 50, 60, 70%. Yeah. And I think most of us that have been in for more than a year, year and a half, that's exactly what's happened. Um, again, taking my own advice and trying to listen to very smart people who have been here for a long time. One of the, one of the messages that comes through very clearly over and over and over again you are going to make your greatest gains in the bear market. This mm. is where we become financially sovereign because you're buying at the top, there's nowhere to go. 
There's yeah. nothing to earn. There's nothing to gain from that. I am, and I know this sounds weird. I am so excited for this bear market because I came in towards the higher end of the last bull run. My only regret is that I don't have more dry powder on the side. So right. the lesson I learned in the last one is that to take profits on the way up, you need to take profits. That doesn't mean exiting positions. Yeah. Which I need to do a better job. This is something that I'm going to work on on myself in this next four years is learning how to take profits on the way up. But at this particular junction of time, I'm going to buy as much crypto as I possibly can. I do not see a better opportunity than right now. Maybe it goes, you know, we'll use Bitcoin as the, as the, the marker. Maybe it goes down to 20,000. Where are we at today? 28,000. Yeah. We're seeing right now at 25. Yeah. 25. Okay. Maybe, maybe I know like Gareth Soloway, he sees a case for going to 12,000. If there's an 85% retracement from the all time high. Now, I don't think we'll do that because yeah. we didn't have the blow off top like we've had in the past, right. at least from what I've researched. Um, so it goes to 20,000. Who cares? All that's going to do is going to make the foundation that much stronger for a true parabolic run the next time around as we approach right. the next halving in 2024. So this is an opportunity. This is a golden opportunity for people to buy Again, never risk more than you than you have to pay your bills right. and to eat. Never, never do that. But instead of going to Starbucks and buying a coffee, put that five dollars in Bitcoin. Yeah, buy some Ethereum, get some ADA, get whatever you can because whatever you buy now in four, five, six, seven years from now is going to look amazing. Truly, I mean, and I don't yeah. say that with hyperbole. It's really going to be life changing for people that, because we're still early. We have yes. not hit that hockey stick moment. Now, I don't think the hockey stick moment is that far away. I think, I know that they say we're maybe at 3% adoption. I think I don't think it's that high. Yeah. What is, what is Jeb, what does Jeb say that, that it's like at 15 or 16%? No, no, no. We I, actually, so I think the numbers are showing, if you're talking, you're talking about population of people being in, I, I think in the United States, it's actual said, adoption. Y- Adoption, oof. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm talking about people using it. I, I don't even know about that. I I know I read a study that said U.S. citizens, fifteen somewhere between fifteen to twenty percent have probably had some exposure to crypto in one way or another, whether it be a meme coin or Bitcoin or NFTs. Which of course, especially in today's you know pop culture, NFTs are massive. I I, I believe probably a large percentage of that is NFTs of some kind. Mm-hmm. But are they actively using it? You know what I mean. But that's, like, yeah, they, that that like number us, cannot be high. Trading it, investing it. Yeah, I think it's like two to three percent. And and I think I even think that's right. probably even a conservatively high yeah. estimate. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize. Now the thing is, there's a lot of exposure. There's yeah. a whole lot of exposure, but there's very very little actual beyond. I think there's very little actual use case. I mean, in terms of people holding more than you know maybe ten dollars worth or, or something that they got on a like the fund reward or something when they signed up for Robin Hood or I don't know. Right. Like a free NFT. Yeah, a free NFT or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I think really it's the number's so low that it's like we are so early. We are so That's early. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. So we are so, so early. But there may not be many more of these. I know there's the four-year cycle and the halvings, but you gotta imagine, you have to think that when 
when the crypto space is at a, let's call it a 10 trillion market cap, maybe a 15, 20 trillion market cap. I just think that it's going to start to look a lot more like the stock market. I, I do. I think that these the, 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 the rises and falls will be a little bit more level. So mm. right now, like this, this particular bear market, and maybe one more after this, whenever that is in six, eight years from now, is one of the final opportunities for people to really make small bets yeah. for huge gains. Yep. Right? So yeah. heads I win a lot, tails I lose a little. That's the arcane bear. He, yeah. He's got it nailed straight on that. It's we, You don't have to have a lot to end up making life-changing wealth. Mm. But it only comes in the bear market. You have to do it now. So if people that are here and are staying here right now, they are going to completely crush it. I, that, and that's how I feel about it. So I don't feel nervous. Mm. I feel excited. Like I said, uh, I'm, I'm trying to – I post as much as I can. I'm trying to dollar cost average, you know, on a weekly basis now. Yeah. And when I have extra money, I throw that in and go in hard. So I think we've all been joking in our discord, you know, in the Knights discord. Yeah. Uh, you know, that if it gets to 20,000, uh, anything that's not attached to the house is probably going to go up for sale. Yeah. So we can, that's, that's what I said. Point. Yeah, that's literally what he I said. said he'll be homeless for a little bit. Yeah, so. I will sell. And, you know, everything I possibly takes, own. I'm walking, I'm walking to work. The car is gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm buying a couple Bitcoin with it. No, everything so, I yeah. have. Gone. You know, I I, uh, I was listening to a podcast a little bit ago talking about the wisdom of investing, especially in Bitcoin. What we're watching, but they said for people to complain about where they are in a market who haven't been in that space for five years is kind of silly. And I looked at it right now. Let's say someone had bought five years ago to date. They would have bought in at seventeen seventy five. Oh, when, when is that person? Are we anywhere close to that person being concerned whatsoever? But yet we, who you know, because you got in here a little bit after I did. I think, Matsy, I got in at eleven back in August, eleven thousand in August of twenty twenty. You got in in you said December, you know, December. around twenty thousand. Yep. Uh, you know, so you and I still have what is that now? three years left before we have a legitimate uh, argument to say, well, Bitcoin's price is kind of in a scary mode. Yeah. Uh, anyone who did five years and, and five years ago would just be laughing. Anyone who was in there from the beginning is obviously just sitting on their uh, throne and uh, and just chuckling it as all these noobs uh, are kind of losing their hair about the price of Bitcoin. I think this is something that people need to be reminded. Hey, it's, it's not, even if we drop, like you just said, let's say we dropped to 12,000 again, not realistic, but we've been wrong before about what's realistic. Let's just pretend that's actually a real legitimate opportunity to happen. The people who bought five years prior are just not even concerned one bit because they see the great returns. I think if I did the math right now, even right now, people who bought at that level, they are sitting up about 15,000%. Uh, uh, so they're just they're just not even concerned a little well, bit. Well, I want to just to shed some perspective, like what what was Bitcoin at? Uh, or like, yeah, what was Bitcoin at in January of 2021? Uh, 2021. 2021. I think it was 40-something. Jan January, depending on where you're looking. So I'm going to zoom in so I get this 
accurate because obviously January is, if you were to do January one, you're looking at around 27. If I do January uh, 30th or January 31st or whatever, we're looking closer to 34. So pretty so, much 30, 27, $30,000. Well, that's what's, so this is what's so great. So especially because I was noticing, I, I it really hit home when I was looking at Polkadot because I bought, I definitely bought the Polkadot dip. Uh, just put that out there. But uh, I really, I realized, holy crap, all these prices are exactly where they were when I, when I got in. And literally what was it, in October, True. right? True. In October, I was like, man, I wish I would have bought back in January more crypto. And I, would, I wish I would have held, uh, you know. We're in a time machine, baby. Here we are. Yeah. We're back. We're back. It's literally exactly what I wished would happen. Yep. Here I am, right back at these prices. And did anything change fundamentally? No. So can I can I it trust? Yeah. Can I trust that it will go back to where it was? Yeah. So I'm literally staring in the eyes. I'm looking at polka dot. You can buy polka dot for. Uh, let me see here. You can buy polka dot for uh, about eight dollars. About eight dollars and yeah. seventy something cents, right? Polka dot. All-time high was 50-plus. Yep. And we saw that. So you're basically looking at, yep. right, a potential 6x, 6x gain, right? Yeah. You're literally being able to stare it in the eyes, and people are getting scared right now. I get it. You probably bought at the top if you're scared, you know, or you invested more, more than you're willing to lose. And I feel for Or you. you're impatient. Or you're impatient. Yeah. You're impatient. But, and you came in for the wrong reason. You thought it was absolutely. Get yeah. Well, and it's and not get rich quick. This is a get rich in a a, a little bit. You know what I mean? It, well, it, Hold it, on, it really is. It's get it's get rich quicker than most other things yeah. in this field. You yeah, know? and this it is, is we're talking we're talking guys guys we're talking five six seven years eight yeah. years yeah that is yeah. nothing yep nothing you know again if you were investing in the stock market they say you know. If you were lucky enough to be wise enough to start investing in your early 20s, they said, okay, you, you know, you start in when you're 23, 24, 25. By the time you're 65 years old, you should, should have enough to retire. Should. Yeah. That's 30 yeah. years, 40 years. Yep. We're talking five, seven years. Yep. Again, and that's that whole concept of the asymmetrical bet. It doesn't, these, then this doesn't happen very often. You know, and the difference between crypto and the internet boom is the internet boom didn't have the internet. Yeah. We have the internet. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's exploding. And we have all this information that, that they never had. And this is such a unique time in history, at least in my life, that, you know, take advantage. We are in a bear market. These, you're right, Smay. That is such a, that's so funny. I never thought of it that way. I'm looking at the past. Yeah, it's time today. machine. Yeah. We're right there. We're right back where we started. But how many times when it was up high do people always say, Oh, I wish I would have bought when it was twenty thousand. I wish I would have bought when it's twenty-four thousand. Because human nature is that when it actually crashes and goes down there, your instincts are like sell the farm. Yes. You, 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 and you have to go against your instincts and realize that that's how Warren Buffett got rich, and that's how every giant hedge manager got rich by buying right now when it's at these levels. This is how we do it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that's, that's, and I have a shorter time limit than you guys do, right? You guys got 10, 15, 20 years on me. Imagine what it's going to be like for you guys when you're my age. Yeah. Good Lord. I'm going to come visit you on your yacht. 
Well, Matt C., we got to go ahead and wrap this one up. Let us know in chat if you would love to have Matt back because I feel like we could keep this conversation going for a long time. I get the great privilege, though, and this is a spoiler. I don't think Smay knows this, but we confirmed this today, Matt, right? You and I and Greg are going to be getting to room together at Consensus here in uh, about a month from now. So Smay's got to stay behind. Austin, Texas, look out. But uh, yeah, I'm going to get to room with Matt C. So let us know in chat if you'd love to have Matt back on sometime uh i i really enjoyed this uh but guys listen let me i just real quickly want to just let you know how humble and appreciative i am that you even thought to have me on this has been so great for me um Mm. the night community in general um i have developed friendships with people that i know i'll be friends with for the rest of my life it is it is crypto is so different in that way than anything else i've ever been involved in the willingness of people to want to help and share and actually lift each other up. Yeah. There's the trolls and those people are always going to exist. They're just negative people in general. Nothing makes them happy, but I think that's a minority in in the crypto space. We have people from all different, you know, places and races and and ideologies and we've all come together and held each other up and have supported each other Mm. and have truly become good friends. So and they all the knights know who you are. This is this is a privilege for me, and I'm I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, if you loved this episode, make sure you smash the like button, leave comments about what you want to see in future, maybe even other people you'd love to see on the show. But with that being said, I'll see you guys Monday. Or I guess tomorrow. Well, yeah, Monday. This Thursday. Yeah, Saturday. So we'll see you Monday on yeah, Comic Crypto. <laughs> we'll have episode eight next Saturday. But with that being said, I'll see you in the next one. Peace. Whoa! Wow! Look at this guy. He watched the entire video. What a cool guy. I think the next thing that he wants to do is hit the like button and then probably even subscribe to the channel. And perhaps even comment down below what he thought. That that would be pretty cool. Wow. What a cool guy. I got a real good feeling.